Hey pals. Hey buddies. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Hybel study. study. The only time where the terms God and stoned actually lead to a good time. If you haven't listened before, awesome. We are a couple of former Christians. And what we like to do here is hash out what more realistically could be happening in these Bible stories. And ultimately what these characters might have been experiencing while living through all of this. Because we still know that there are great spiritual takeaways in this big book. But those have been muddled in way too much dogma for 2,000 years now. So, feel free to get your Bibles out, follow along. Or like in church, just listen and take our word as fact. Her name's Mary, my name's Justin. Now that that's out of the way. We're going to start our study by looking to a popular daily devotional Bible study called Experiencing God, written by Henry Blackaby, Richard Blackaby, and Claude King. The munchies, you say? Which train was that? That's a good question. <laughs> you just one said it so abrupt. One of those two and what or are they? Or both of them combined. No, but what are they? So I have tangy berry in a social cart. It, it holds quite a punch <laughs> for a $35 cart. And then I found my Max Pod, so or my Max battery, and it has a terpene tank. I don't remember what it is. It's probably tangy, though. You have fucking cheese puffs. And now, for some cheese puff ASMR. <laughs> yep, that's how it's gonna start. No, oh, hey pals. <laughs> hey buddy. I'm I'm gonna attempt. But otherwise, you seem to enjoy being the sales girl. I'm good at that. Let me let me uh, launch this down with some Odd Brothers Craft Cider Apple with cinnamon. No, but really, this tastes like it. Before you ever had hard cider, if you heard the word hard apple cider, what you thought it might have tasted like? Real apple cider with alcohol. It's <sighs> pretty good. But anyways, what? I'm supposed to talk about these MKX gummies, blazing blue raspberry. Oh man, no, these are these are the fucking shit. Like, they really get my mind going, and I love. I just, like, it's so hard to think sometimes otherwise, and just when I have a lot on my mind, and I just need to, I need to. <gasps> what? <laughs> this is made in a place like very close where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of. Uh grow facilities and wherever they make whatever they call facilities where they make the edibles <laughs> there's a lot of those on the east side of the state can you do that better do you no think you i can? think that was good cool we should probably mention that we're not like getting paid or anything by these people that we just like reviewed stuff for oh yeah 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 we are not sponsored by anybody right now there's the word we don't have any partnerships right now if you want a partnership or sponsorship, say, totally now... reach out to us. But <laughs> currently, we have crab. no sponsorships or partnerships. Yeah, we wouldn't get anywhere without you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a heavy Bible. Mm-hmm. It bears a lot of burden of genocide and rape and pillaging. <laughs> And blood sacrifices to a blood god. So you might be wondering what we're going to do today. 
maybe you're not, and you have no idea why you're even here. Regardless, we're going <laughs> to tell you. Yes. We're going to have a, a review night. Like, we thought it'd be fun to, like, okay, now let's recap, because it was a long unit. And think, like, see if there's anything else we've thought about more about, or anything else like that. And let's get into that. Yeah. This unit one review. Let's read the verse. Let's go back to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Did we remember it, guys? Give you a second. No, I won't. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing, John fifteen five. Totally did not memorize that. I know the beginning part of it, but I lose it at the... It's because it's different translation. It throws me off. Right, right well, you here. don't. He even says you don't have to have the same translation. I know, but that's the one I see because it's in the book. <laughs> well, don't look at the book. I am too lazy to look up a verse I don't care about. No, it's not even looking it up if you're trying to remember it. Just but close I your have eyes. to see it to know what to memorize. You're, you're a visual person. Close your eyes and see the words in your head. I have to see the words to know what words to visualize. Anyways, I don't think we're getting anywhere with that. <laughs> we're going to read the headlines, see if we remember anything we've kind of thought about since we've recorded it. Yeah. That's new. Hmm. Should probably read like his question. Well, no, not for day one because they weren't even questions. Real Christianity is not merely a religion. It is a relationship with a person. I mean, you're a person. Yeah. Is this real Christianity? I don't know. <laughs> I'm questioning everything. <laughs> He's really saying that you're not going to get a lot out of this if you already don't have a relationship with Jesus. But, like, I mean, I'm thinking about this stuff nonstop. I feel like I'm getting a lot out of this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'm still seeing this from a whole new perspective. Or I'm seeing it from a new point of view. The goal is not to finish this course, but to have a life-transforming encounter with God. Ah. Jesus is your map. Ah, yes, farmers. Following one day at a time. Yep. Um, let's see. The day two stuff. Jesus is our model. Work it. <laughs> oh, okay. Jesus watched to see where the Father was at work. It joined him that day. Yeah. So then we have watching to see where God is. The Bible is your guide. Um, like, oh, it's not practical to only use the Bible. You gotta oh, only use the Bible. God's will. What is God's yeah. will? And it's like, my Father does this, and, you know, he shows me how to do this, and here's the Father stuff in there, and... Mm-hmm. And then we we talked about like becoming better than the father and like there's there could be some connotation to it like where where you can kind of see like the love to it because it's like oh like these are the things I do like you can you can do even better kind of thing like mm-hmm. that's a nice warm fuzzy point that really boils down to like a good point and not just a a good feeling you get. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. My overall feeling that I get from this day in the unit is I feel gross because everything is all about God's will. And in order for God's will to exist and be active currently, no one has free will except God. This one God. This one God in this pantheon. The God of jealousy. <laughs> Of course, he's the only one who has 
who has a free will. Now, are you? He's got a jealousy. Are are you arguing to have free will? I'm arguing that we don't have free will oh. because of God's will. Okay, but then, but then that is your free will to choose to believe that you don't have free will. Like you're you're blaming God for doing all this to you, like. And you're just not letting him work because you're not taking the step. No, I'm not blaming him for... Let me rephrase this. Um, I'm being devil's advocate. Yeah. I'm being God's advocate right now, technically. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like that because that leads to good discussion. The reason I'm able to think that is because God has allowed me to. He has already... We've already gone over the fact that... God knows exactly what's going to happen. He knows already how I'm going to die and what my current faith status will be at that moment. If he created me knowing that, he literally created me knowing I'm going to die and go to hell because I chose to go against him. But in order for that to happen, he created me to do that. He created me to choose to do that. I I don't I don't have an actual choice. He knew what was going to happen before I chose to do it. Okay, but my Bible here says it gives me free will. And if these are God's words, then these are exactly what he wants me to know. God's words have been manipulated by both the men who wrote them and the Hundreds and thousands of men and machines that have translated and reprinted and republished God's word. So, all those errors, huh? Well, how do you know those are errors? I've never heard anyone in my church or anything talk about the Bible having errors. How do you know it's not just people making it up because they were trying to push it down because Christians are always going to be persecuted and it's just what we're going to have to do. Got it. I dug deep to, to regain that kind of thinking. <laughs> yeah. Shit. You might have more experience than me on that. Well, I know you do, but... Why is that? I was only a Christian as an adult for two years. And even that was not accepted in the Christian community. I didn't go to church. I just was a follower of Christ. Let's see, what was I thinking that I had this held open for? We're still on day two? Or day three? On day two. Um, I just wanted to reread this, um, oh, Father sent me stuff. Because like, I, I had a thought that entered my head. It could be like one of the times when it's like, Jesus is like, we need to move on on from the old ways okay we've gotten this far with the father now we need to grow up and take things on ourselves yeah that's interesting we ran into a good example of that when we were talking about moses when he freed the israelites God left it up to him. It was now his responsibility. He had to take this stuff on. He got him up to that point, and he's like, all right, here you go. Now it's your job. You had an interesting note here. I think this was... Which one? Right here. Can you... Jesus was telling Ananias that... Yeah. Was that on day two still? Yeah. 
Oh, yes. That whole thing was from this Acts 9, 1 to 20. Oh, yeah, Then yeah. we went to Paul. There's a lot of stuff being implied in that, and he's just trying to use that as like, oh, you know, they really didn't say much to him before they became disciples. Yeah. I just think that that was a really interesting point you brought up. Like, he's telling Saul, basically, you're going to have to suffer greatly for me. Well, yeah, remember, like, this was Jesus forcefully getting him on the side. So it's like, it's, it's just a big threat. Yeah, and I think that that's a great point. Because we need to we need to acknowledge that side of Jesus too, because that side of Jesus isn't talked about. Because as a non-Christian, I still have a lot of respect for a lot of Jesus's teachings, but we have to acknowledge these aspects of him too, and that is a hundred percent a threat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you're gonna have to suffer for me, you're gonna have to go through shit for me, and that's not your choice. This is going to happen. I see it more as like an initial threat, like back off or I'm going to be making your life hell if you don't leave me alone or join me or whatever. I'm seeing it more as like it's being written down as like, this is that, not like, you know, join me and then you're going to be my punching bag forever kind of thing. Yeah, no, you're right. Both points. He's going to have to suffer regardless. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, I decided I'm going to come into your life and now your life is fucked. Something else like I thought about with Paul. Saul, Paul, you know, whatever you want to call him at whatever point. <laughs> um, because I found those those children books. And like the one with Paul in there. And I was telling you about yeah, that that specific point where they're like, it, in this children's book, it is very much a real thing that something like scales like fell from his eyes. <clears throat> that wasn't a metaphor to him. This was like a, a big thing. And really... That raises some extra like connotations like, okay, what did Jesus and his buds clamp down on Saul's face that all of Saul's friends couldn't get off of him for three days for a physical scale of sorts to fall off his eyes? Yeah. What did they do to him to make that happen? Yeah. That's fucked up. Like, and that's why it's like, okay, the simplest answer is always the right one. And it's yeah. just a metaphor. <clears throat> Occam's razor, man. Like, otherwise, you're really turning your god into, like, a very vicious man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. Ready for day three? Yeah. Cool. So, learning to be a servant of God. So, yeah, you have to be moldable and in the hand of the master. But, yeah, the first three questions were just like, uh, how good of a Christian are you? And can you define servant? <laughs> And then their definition was not even correct. <laughs> yep. And then he eventually got to like a kind of definition somewhere else, but he's called it something else and said that's not what we're supposed to be. Or... Yeah. Because the servant, the tool, the instrument. Oh, yeah. This was the uh, the potter uh-huh. and the clay one. Okay. But then it also was the elijah stuff (laughs) yeah it was a big one that was a big one i'm shocked that this was a one day thing not broken up into two parts you know well he's not expecting us to spend a lot of time on elijah remember his yeah his questions were how many people were he against what did he do to prove god was god yeah so this is supposed to breeze through remember even though some of them are longer 
since it's a daily thing, this is intended to be 10 to 20 minutes, so you're not going to get a deep dive. He's not expecting you to get a deep dive. You just got to fit it into your day so you can try and get it done. I don't like that. How are you actually learning anything about it? You're not getting enough context. You're not getting the full story. Because you're just getting someone else who claims to be a master at something reaffirming your feelings that you had. Like, yes, these are great because this is God doing. Remember, this is this is how God works. So if, as long as you believe this, you're on the right path. That becomes meditation. Like, and meditation doesn't have to be a long time. That's just like a, I, I can feel better for the day. Yeah. I feel like Elijah was covered very well. Yeah. I don't. I have not had any extra thoughts about that. Yeah, me either. I think we did an excellent job with that. So yeah, if you didn't listen to day three, then try and check that out. Let's see. Oh yeah, and then his optional questions on that day. It it was a long one, but he didn't feel like it was long because he thought it was going to go fast. So then he had padded it out. Yeah. We I didn't I didn't really think that because I was in the thick of it and like, wow, this is so long. Why is he doing this? Yeah. He wasn't thinking it was long. He thought it wasn't long enough. <laughs> You're so right. And that that's why he even included like a, a thing of a, a testimony about a disbanding church on this day. Yeah. Um is there anything else? Like, yeah, don't just do something. Stand there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was basically learning to be a tool for God and to be used as a tool for God and be a servant. Oh, yeah, then day four where, like, okay, we had some Bible study over here, but now it's, like, back to now I have this really great thing, and so now we're going to try and make sure we can learn this Bible study with, you know, my seven realities I figured out. So. <laughs> yes, so just to make sure we're all learning this correctly. Yeah. Then, I mean, oh yeah, then, yeah, day four and day five, we're getting to Moses. I mean, there's not really much reason to separate. We're on day four or five at this point. Yeah. I have a thing to say. Right now? Go for it. Yeah, okay. Moses writing Genesis. I don't know how to pronounce this word correctly, this Hebrew word, but it is the, uh, I don't want to say it. Say it. No. Why? Because <laughs> I'm going to say it wrong. And... I, but that people have to know how it's going to be said wrong, Mary. Say it. B-E-R. No. E-S-H-I-T. Say it, not spell it. <laughs> I don't know how to say it correctly, and I don't want to be We'll, we'll say it wrong. Rude. Just, just say bear shit. Come on. Bear shit? <laughs> That's not even how I heard it in my head. Really? Yeah. I thought I looked at that and thought there's no Oops. way. Beer beer shit is still funny, but <laughs> regardless, this is translated to in the beginning. That is the very first words of Genesis, which the Hebrew word is the first word of Genesis. Its actual translation is in a beginning. That one difference in word is everything. Where, where does it say that? Um, no, I, it's not in here. Um, it was from that that uh, Hebrew TikToker. You gotta find his name. I'm gonna have to find him, but it's gonna take a really long time. 
but I think that's cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. And that changes everything. And again, goes back to my question: Is do do we even know if this book is is fact or fiction? In a beginning, that's wild. Yeah, Moses wrote multiple beginnings. Yeah, and this was the one he liked the best. This is the first book of Moses. I I really thought it was like Abraham. I thought it was Abraham too. Like that. So okay, Abraham is Moses's character. Crunch break. Mm. Crunch time. <laughs> Crunch time. Oh yeah, we should tell them about the spike cider. <sighs> it's so good. I was actually I was considering asking for another one. Go for it. Did you measure it out? Nope. I just went way? uh blue 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 blue. Okay. All right, guys. This delightful cider. I would put a good double shot in here and then you mix it with some delightful cider of your choice whatever is your very favorite double shot of what whiskey okay oh i didn't say whiskey yeah oh shit sorry guys double shot of whiskey you're drunk go home (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so get yourself some whiskey some cider and then it's the best combination because you get that satisfying cold beverage but it feels so warm and cozy and everything you want fall to be. The the feeling of fall, not what fall really is, the, the mucky <laughs> mud puddles and stuff and wet leaves outside, but you know what I'm talking about. And if you know what I'm talking about, you need to try this drink. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Make a spokesperson out of you yet. <laughs> Whatever, I'm going to get this context of 12 here yeah because it's still we didn't realize how much it cut off because we were very stuck and like this is a long lesson let's yeah. focus today on what he's going to give us in this lesson yeah uh and miriam and aaron spake against moses because of the ethiopian woman whom he had married for he had married an ethiopian woman <laughs> driving that home <laughs> okay so now moses is writing about how his brother and I'm guessing who's Miriam. Okay, begins with with Moses's brother and sister complaining that Moses married an Ethiopian. Okay, woman. when is he hanging out with Aaron and doing all this stuff while he's also like ran away and gotten married off to Jethro's daughter? Who these people are to him? Yeah, I'm confused with the timeline too. Wow. Okay, that's gonna. Hold on, I think there was a timeline on one of these sites I was just on. I think there's one inside my Bible, too. Maybe that's what I saw that I was looking at. Timeline of numbers. Abraham enters Canaan, Joseph dies, slavery in Egypt, Moses born. But then they leave, oh, so Moses born in 1526, but then they leave Egypt in 1446. What is that math? That is 80-year-old man. Just Okay. What's up with, like, 80-year-old dudes trying to send a bunch of people to war? Because they're like, if I <laughs> I can't fight like they can, so I'm not going to have to fight. I mean... So they can do all this shit for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, it's, it's a great mirror to 
like, oh, we're getting to, like, yeah, we're going to get drones so that people don't have to, so they don't have to fight for us. It was like, this is a good mirror because, again, like, the soldiers are nothing more than drones. They're just the best technology they got right now to fight about whatever money issue they want to fight about or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, the first census was taken in 1444. That was right after God gave Ten Commandments. Second census, Israel enters promised land. Israel ruled by judges. It's it's a it's a wide thing. It's not worth it to go into the timeline because yeah, it's not telling me exactly like where he is. I'd have to read to find that out. Yeah. So Whoa. his family doesn't like the lady he married. Um, and they said, "Hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us?" And the Lord heard it. Okay. So now they're jealous about, like, they're not getting enough of the cut of what's happening. And so, yeah, no, I'm like, Ethiopia was, like, a great civilization. This was a rich, like, he married well. And then three. Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. So why is he calling himself meek? I mean, that's another thing to remember. Moses is talking about Moses this entire time. Yeah, it's very weird. He's uh-huh. talking about himself in third person, but also he knew that the story was going to go on for a long time. Mm-hmm. The Lord spake suddenly unto Moses, unto Aaron, and unto Miriam, like, Come out, ye three, unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And the Lord came down in the pillar of the cloud and stood in the door of the tabernacle and called Aaron and Miriam, and they both came forth. Verse 6, uh, If a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in visions and speak to him to him in dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. With him will I speak mouth to mouth. This is mouth to mouth is a different connotation than face to face from the other one, but still an odd one. So then, like, yeah. God even apparently and not in dark speeches. In the similitude of the Lord shall he behold, wherefore then were ye not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? God himself has come before them to say, like, I only talk to Moses, and I'm not going to talk to you. They've now become important enough to be talked to to tell them that they're not going to be talked to. If that is absolutely true, then that is like some mean girl shit. Yep. <laughs> um, I don't talk to you. I only talk to Moses. Well, okay. If God spoke, if God's mouth in this sense, like his, again, like his entity is the burning bush, then I suppose he is not showing them himself. True. Like that. He is not doing another burning bush. He is uh, in the pillar of a cloud and stood in the doorway of the tabernacle. Now, I can see, like, like the, the mystical, like, the fantastical thing of this is, oh, wow, he's on a, he's on a cloud, and, like, he's, he's just, like, floating down, but also, they're in a, a, a tabernacle. He's coming down out of a room, and incense and smoke and everything pours out. He's coming down mm-hmm. from a cloud. They're not going to really see any details if it's thick enough or whatever else is going on. And it's dark in there because they're in a building during the day. And (sighs) That makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Uh, 
and the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. <laughs> so, behold, Miriam became leprous, white as snow, and Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. Okay, this, this not just a warning, but like a warning and then a warning shot. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> here's a warning, also you have leprosy. That That's ruthless right there. Yeah. Dang, he's kind of a dick. God or Moses? God. Yeah. But also, remember how Moses was able to figure out to make it look like, oh, my hand's leprous? <gasps> it's not leprous. It's mm-hmm. like, Miriam, let's just push Aaron out of here. Like, you know, maybe he's the problem. Let's 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 work together, push him out. And so now she's using the leprous trick. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. And Aaron said unto Moses, Alas, my lord, I beseech thee, lay not the sin upon us, wherein we have done foolishly and wherein we have sinned. But this is what he wanted to happen to where, yeah, no, this is definitely a fantasy because it's just like, uh, then it's like, I'm going to marry a princess from a faraway land and then they're going to be angry at me. But then I'm going to trick him like this and then they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, I'm so sorry, Moses. Well, exactly. Remember, like, this is Moses' story he came up with. Abraham is Moses' character, but Moses the character also derives from Abraham. So he's making a backstory, and now he's making his own original character, and he's like, this is the cool stuff I would like to do. Wouldn't it be amazing to do this stuff kind of thing? Or I wish I could do this stuff. This is the life I should have had. It's that, or he's also a teenager learning how to write and reading the yeah. stuff like it's 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 a teenage level writing whether it doesn't matter what level of actual maturity or age this this man was right like it's it's almost better if mo like this this becomes so much funnier if it is just like this 14 year old kid scribe like learning and in the meantime he's writing his own stories and this has gone into like a whole religion like that's the better outcome. That would outcome. be hilarious. Exactly. Oh my god. But, or, if there's any hint of truth, then it is like him writing down his manifesto of how he apparently gained these people and is now conquering the land around. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I can't tell you right now what one I think. I I would have to read the first six books of the Bible to get a more understanding of what he's writing Mm-hmm. to get a better concept. Okay, 12, Aaron's also saying sorry. Like, let her not be as one of the dead, of whom the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's room, you know, because she's got leprosy now. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying, Heal her now, O God, I beseech thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, If her father had but spit in her face, should she not be ashamed seven days? Let her be shut out from the camp. Remember, this is a camp because they're nomads, mm-hmm. seven days, and after that, let her be received in again. Damn. So they they exiled her for a week. Yeah, because... With like, leprosy. God didn't take out this sort of anger on the man. He took it out on, on the woman. Like, how dare you do this kind of thing? Like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> like, if you, have for, if you forced your father to spit on you, like, I am spitting on you now. That's... Damn. That's what that means. I hate that. I hate that there's so many ties like that. Um, let's see. Yeah, and Miriam was shut out from the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought in again, 
and afterward the people removed from Hazaroth and pitched in the wilderness of Haran. Okay, now, it doesn't say when she's healed, but so at some point he probably immediately healed or when they leave her or whatever, so, you know, dips into the magic bosom again because mm-hmm. she has to go do something for a week. Moses has her on a mission to go out somewhere, and it would be weird for her to leave otherwise. Yeah. And like, okay, this is perfect. There you go. I like it. That's what I've gotten from Numbers 12. So I really think reading through Moses again was very beneficial to me. I I already have a different perspective and outlook on the whole Bible, but like going through a story or through several stories that I know well already and just seeing how I'm seeing them so differently is fun, first of all, but it it gives me even more of a perspective on these characters in the Bible and on God and Jesus and the roles that each of them and, and the Holy Spirit play in all of this. And so I think it goes right into my points and views on Christianity today. These are still perfect examples because Christianity, I'm realizing, was the same then as it is now. It's always been about narcissism and control and gaslighting. And I think that through reading about Moses' life and through, I guess it wasn't even his whole life. This was really just the beginning of it, first half. But in reading that, I think it's, I think, okay, so we see Moses had been spared. He had been saved because at that time, the time he was born, the newborns were all being killed. And he, he was saved in that. Yeah, I forgot about that point. Yeah. Yep. So God spared him because he, he had these big plans for him, right? So he's found, taken in, raised by this family. So he had his his life going pretty well, right? And he marries this woman. He lives with his in-laws, and he's in charge of the pasture. He's he's in charge of the sheep. And then on that frightful day, God came up and changed his life. He was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make you powerful, but you're gonna do this thing, okay? You're gonna do this shit now." And he was angry about it. It was very much a I've been waiting a long ass time for this to happen because I saved you when you were an infant. And I'm a blood god, <laughs> so you know how much that means to me. I, I I think he's just at this point overwhelmed, Moses is, because he's like, holy shit, I have my life together, things are going really well, I'm married, I have these in-laws who I, I can work for, and now I have to do all of this. I think that blind faith is dangerous but he did it that's what christianity is so do you want, do you want to know what happens in exodus chapter one the part of the story of moses that people always skip i would love to know well um joseph was in charge of the israelites and they lived in egypt already there was another kingdom in egypt that did not know joseph and joseph said look we're stronger than them if we let them build up here then they're gonna join with our enemies and fight against us let's take them out before they can get us and you know what the egyptians won and they everyone attacking them into their slaves oh my god they did this to themselves and they got what they deserved that makes the timeline make a little more sense now 
Wow. And then going in with the kids, the Egyptians first tasked the midwives. They're like, okay, when a child comes out, if it's a boy, kill it right then and there. Mm-hmm. But there were still too many boys <clears throat> being born, and the midwives were like, these Israelite women are too lively. And they were just, Wah! like, yeah. who knows what it is. But they were supposed to. That wasn't working. So then the Pharaoh was like, well, you know what? Every son that is born, we're just going to throw him into the river. And no matter what, he's in the river. And then he just happens to be seen by the, the princess. Because mm-hmm. isn't this a great story? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. A story. It is a collection of stories. It's not a single yeah. thing. It's, it's a storybook. Yeah. It's... Like, do you believe Grimm's fairy tales? Because they're, it's a big, thick collection of stories. There's just as much magic. Yeah. The last part of that unit was just that short thing about John, and we talked about how they were rivals, right? And like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm happy with that too. Yeah, I feel like overall the only thing I've really tried to say but have been failing to say is Moses had a good life going for him. God <laughs> came in and fucked it up. Oh, I think well, something I want to mention at the review is like it's got like a thing here the review that he's providing. I don't like the idea of doing a review as work. I like it better as like, what have you thought of in the meantime about this? Yeah, what like, did this inspire your brain to uh-huh. do? Not like, these are the things you should have been remembering. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a test. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, this stuff right now is like from the DVD stuff that we don't have. Let's see. The, the Bible is God-centered. God has assigned the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. To know God, you have to experience him. There is a DNA in every believer to know and do the will of God. <laughs> Wowie. Gosh, that thing. I mean, that right there. If, if they can put that, they cannot put that sentence in this book and still keep the free will sentences in this book. Yeah. Uh, yes, that goes exactly back into that. You cannot convince me there is both free will and a specific DNA in, <laughs> in every believer. Maybe they, they don't understand how DNA works. I was like, oh, I'm a believer now, so now I have a DNA that's tied to me or something. I had a weird thought about something completely different. Let's hear it. All right, so typically with your zodiac sign, you have facial features or structures that are just kind of a a normal thing for that sign. And so like for Libras, we're known for having just pretty eyes in general. Doesn't matter what color, just pretty eyes that kind of stand out. But then your moon sign also plays a part in that. Your moon sign is your emotions and stuff. And that's usually your face shape, like your head shape. My moon sign is Cancer. And typically, like, a big cancer feature is they have very round faces. And so I was looking at this picture in my post. (laughs) I mean, that angle is pretty round, but I wouldn't say that looks like... Right, but that's also not my dominant sign either. It's just a subtle aspect of it. And your moon sign is Scorpio. They're known for having very, like, sharp, angular features. And you totally have that, like... And I mean, you, it's really just because that's how I shape my beard. <laughs> doesn't matter. Your I, nose, and your eyebrows. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Even <laughs> even your nose and your eyebrows, yeah. your cheekbones. Like you have those those same features. I think that's really interesting. <laughs> 
I want to talk about Slave 1, Boba Fett Starship. I feel like that is the pinnacle of function with enough stylistic form to be reasonable to it for the job it has to do. Just how it's shaped. Just It is all engine on the bottom and all shield over that engine. You don't want anything hitting the other side. And then so it lands on the engine. It's, it can just go like straight up, just shoot out. So, and he's just like this kind of like little, little hemisphere just pushing through. And he's got the little wings for when he's got to enter atmospheres to stabilize and level himself out on land. Without like all needing an atmosphere, it's like you don't, you don't have to try and stabilize yourself. You just kind of like stop yourself going one direction, then push yourself a little ways, and then you'll just keep going. I like the tailpiece is fine. That's like a little stylus. Like when you got the engine all packed up and you got to drive there, like where are you going to put the storage? You kind of got to put it somewhere. Yeah. And this it goes all goes in the booty. Yeah. And this all kind of goes down to like it's, it's perfect for his job because he's a bounty hunter. He's got to shoot across somewhere fast, get someone, and get back. That's mm-hmm. his job. And I don't know if there was this much thought into it. But the fact that I can put this much thought into it and see that, I really appreciate that. Yeah, totally. But like, yeah, when you get your life God-oriented, you begin to see how God had an agenda you knew nothing about? I'm going to be real. I feel like in my current state, my my state of I make my decisions based on myself and not anybody else, including a deity, I have a better grasp on what I'm supposed to do with my life. Than I did when God had this plan for me. Because I feel like this plan with God always ends up in wild, crazy directions. And then it's like, where is this actually leading to? Because it's like I'm getting all of this little bits of experience in these places all across the board. Where am I supposed to go with that? I'm not gaining a specialty. I feel like you should have a specialty somewhere, you know? Whatever it is that you love doing. Whatever mm-hmm. you're called to do. That's your specialty. They also want you to know God's goal is to conform you to an image of his son. That's really interesting to think of it that way. Yeah, that's very problematic. Yeah, no, because you think about Christianity and the goal is to be as God-like as you can, but in reality, Christian means Christ follower. Your purpose is to be as close to how Christ lived as possible. So not even God. This demigod. We're supposed to be as much like this demigod as possible. That's like, hey, you should do as much as you can to be just like Hercules. Not Zeus. Not Zeus. Hercules. <laughs> well, we're just humans. We can't handle that. That's, that's God powers. We shouldn't worry about trying to be like God. That's, that's where you go wrong. Even trying to be like, like Hercules is a ridiculous 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 stride did you i think you needed one more there ridiculous (laughs) (laughs) number seven god is always at work around you i would actually if i'm going to go with anything that goes that's in the bible i would agree with that i don't call it god but if they call it god that's fine with me the universe is very vast and there's lots of energies in it. And if they choose to call this energy God, that's cool. And then you see where he's at work. Join him. Servant doesn't have the agenda. The master does. A servant very much does have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Like, here, this is the list of tasks that you must do. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. The master just hands them the agenda. I like that kind of better, as in, like, you know, that's the only way God works with you. He just gives you a task list, and it's like, here, take care of this stuff. And then it's like, okay, well, you gotta you gotta figure out these things about yourself or, or something. And then it's like, okay, well, once once you've got this figured out, come back and we can we can learn about something else. We can, we can move on from there. Right. I, I like that idea, but like, I don't think that's the context we'll ever get in this Bible study. I agree. I like that idea, but I don't think that's accurate to how it is or how they're even preaching it. But I like how that would be if that were the fact. Mm-hmm. Number 10 thing to remember in the DVD is the question is not, what do you want me to do for you? The question is, what are you doing? The, the question of the book was, what is your will? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was not the question brought up in this book. No. At all. Not in the slightest. That feels weird. That feels yeah, like a weird question to does. ask God. That's leaning more into, you know, like the father-son thing. Like, what you yeah. doing? What you doing, dad? Sky daddy? And, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, having a dad and being a dad sometimes is just like, uh, I've already explained a bit today. So uh, I'm just going to get you off my back right now. Right. <laughs> it's like, I'm tired of the questions. Leave me alone. <laughs> five minutes peace, goddammit. <laughs> but five minutes to him is a million years to us. That's why we haven't heard from him in oh. so long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, wait, this is a, no, it's just a one-page review that he's got prepared. Yeah. So, remember those things from the DVD, you know, you should be watching them. A big spot where you can just write notes. I would like to say it's not even a big spot. Well, that spot probably takes up the same uh, space as the actual questions. It, it's taking up a big spot on this page, but if you're supposed to consolidate your week's notes in this spot so you can bring this to review, it's not a lot of space. Yeah, because this is less than a third of the page. I like and I don't like. And that's, that's a tough thing. Um, because like the lessons are very guided, you have answers. You're, you're supposed to follow it through, mm-hmm. but the review is mainly unguided, mm-hmm. and you're just supposed to bring only your questions and you go on and talk about them. I like it. I just have, whether biased or not, just like feelings that it is not going to work because the the questions and the lessons aren't very big you're not getting very deep into trying to think about like what could this be so you don't need this big space for notes because you're just remembering like a little verse that made you happy like right god is love haha <laughs> that made me help me go through the day that's what the bible studies basically boil down to i've been in so many things like that where it's just like oh yeah and i remembered this thing and then that made me happy for the day or whatever and i was yeah like yeah and you're totally right because we were talking we were running into that issue trying to review this ourselves like a lot of these things that we were reviewing we couldn't remember if we were actually going over in the book or if we just went into that because we wanted more context to understand what they were going over in the book so we get notes and then unit review oh wow something we get write a keyword or words for each of the seven realities of experiencing god if you need help you may peek at the inside back oh cover oh my god 
Okay, See, and the then first... that's, that just brings down the dirty level. I there we go. Still don't remember go on. The first one. The first one is God is always at work around you. Jeez. Yeah, God's work. Remember that. Oh my God, that makes me so frustrated. The only part of this review that's guided is the part that he created, the part that's not actually even part of the Bible. God's work, relationship, invitation, God speaks. Um, fuck, what's number five? You wouldn't uh, believe it if crisis, I told you. <laughs> crisis, crisis of belief. I don't remember the other two. Think about it. What do we have to do after a crisis of belief? Action? I don't know. Well, you gotta make a, a change. Oh, yeah. You have to. Um, um, fuck, how did they word it? Something adjust? Adjust? Yes. Just adjustments? Just adjust. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then what's the last one after you've adjusted? Um, God's work. Again, no, because that's, that's where it cycles back. You, you obey an experience. Oh, yes. You, you get your reward. Experience. Just, here you go. I always expect <laughs> it to be so much more than it is, and then it's just like this really shallow, <laughs> like not even no. real meaning. Let's see. We have um, scripture references. And a testimony, but I don't know where I'm supposed to find this testimony. <laughs> it's just lock sour and thorn. What? I don't know if this is in the DVD. Like where? I bet it's part of the DVD because it's like, up next to the DVD message notes. It's kind of. I would also that... like to point out that I don't remember reading most of those references the scripture references that are here listed yeah i know they seem part of this well this one the, the john 5 17 19 through 20 yes that's a, that's the only reason i said most okay. was because of that but yeah we have romans eight twenty eight, amos seven fourteen, and hebrews four fifteen. so let's see scripture references romans eight twenty eight. and we know for those who love god all things work together for good and for those who are called according to his purpose. Things work out for them. Uh-huh. Things good happen to uh-huh. them. Okay, then for for those who are called according to his purpose. So those people he is talking about are called according to his purpose. So he calls them. He uh-huh. created them to be that way. He created these people. And because he created them to be this way, they will have a good life. That must be why we don't know this one. Because this is when in the DVDs they talk about the DNAs. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Let's see. What, I'm just what's twenty nine for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Yes, for those who are predestined. Yep. Now this could be turned and be just like he's really just talking about prophets. Right now, we're trying to take these sentences and put them on every Christian. Yeah, because this is supposed to be a review for this unit, which is supposed to be for every Christian, not mm-hmm. just prophets. I said I wasn't going to go into it, so let's move on. Yeah. Amos 7.14. Then Amos answered and said to Amaziah, did I say that right? That's how I'd say it. <laughs> I was no prophet nor a prophet's son, but I was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore figs. But the Lord took me from following the flock, and the Lord said to me, Go prophesy to my people Israel. (laughs) So then now he is a prophet. (laughs) Well, right here he's saying, like, 
Amaze is like, look, you can go prophesize elsewhere. And Amos is like, hey, I'm not a prophet. My dad didn't raise me to be a prophet. I'm a, I take care of animals and figs. He was just saying, look, guys, I know I'm famous, but I put my pants on one leg at a time, <laughs> just like you. <laughs> the next one is Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Okay, our our high priest listens to us, and he, he's tempted, but he doesn't do this, Yeah, as yeah. far as you know. He knows what it's like. He's, he's felt that lust before, mm-hmm. but he's never sucked from the teat. Okay, so what would that have gone with? No fucking clue. And the very last thing that you'd read on the page is get acquainted. If you want to, you know, put that in because it's the first review, like, let's put that at the front. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, my name is, my immediate family includes, the thing I like best about my hometown was, something interesting you might not know about me is... I chose to study this course on knowing and doing the will of God because... Oh, boy. I feel like everyone's going to have the same five. It's like, yeah, I'm admitting that I feel like I'm slipping in this belief and I need to get back on track. Yeah. That's everyone's five. Yeah. (laughs) Or I want to see God in a new light. That's what the really seasoned Christians who are just doing it because they can. No, but yeah, they also have a... It's for makeup or review. So, like, you didn't do the work, Sally. (laughs) Sally. That's funny because the name that came to my head was Johnny. Johnny. Johnny? You didn't do your work? We're just forgetting all about Mark. No. Mark's a good boy. Mark, we never forgot about you. He's doing his work. He would get his his work work done. Yeah. (laughs) Shelby. Come on, Shelby. You know you need to do your work. She's just texting the entire time. Come on. Put the phone down. Put in the work. <laughs> We're putting in the work. You put in the work too. Oh. You don't really have to put in the work. You're just listening to a podcast. You're here for our work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but then they'll have to do audio and video downloads from lifeway.com. www.lifeway.com. Let's go there. Let's do it. Let's make it a thing. Okay, we'll get this. I'm trying to find out the stuff in lifeway.com. Bible studies. Like they're featured authors. He's not on it. <laughs> <laughs> see, I gotta see more. You should search Experiencing God. Oh, I'm going, I wanted to see where oh, Henry boy. Blackaby is. Let's see. He's not even listed on here. Yeah. There's not much guidance into where no, you're supposed to go. No, video downloads are available at LifeWay.com. Okay, so let's, let's see what YouTube's got. Oh. A Baptist church put this stuff up. Week one, God's will and your life video lesson. Good evening and thank you so very much for joining us for our video for unit one. Oh my. I guess we're kind of doing it at this point. Yes. Chris Gray. I don't know who this man is. I don't either. Maybe that's this church. 
Yeah, they're doing it themselves. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we have different pastors doing it themselves, but it seems like Arrowhead has kind of got like the foothold in it. Like, yeah. Dude, this is gonna be big. We gotta get in on YouTube so we can get this stuff. Yeah. Because I see what they put it up this year, February third. They only have like just under three thousand views. Okay. I was wondering why it was not in this book. He's like, oh, just just as Abraham was just just gonna just gonna kill him with a knife, you know, his son that he worked hard on having. <laughs> yeah, um, at his old age. Yes, his very old age, and his wife's very old age. Because his other son wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just it, it goes to, well, God knew all along that it wasn't going to happen, so it doesn't matter. But if we look at other sacrifices in the Bible, you don't just kind of like give it a clean stab and kill it and then burn it when you're all done, just as it is. You are ripping it apart. You are pulling out its insides. You are burning all its guts and in most cases, you are eating the meat afterwards. Yep. And that suggests that this is supposed to be what's happening to Isaac in this story. And that is the unsettling part. Yeah. Mm. It's so disturbing because it's like this guy was just going to follow through with it too. Because this thing that he had faith in that he believed was there told him to. And he was going to just kill his son without even caring. Not even kill. Like, that doesn't do it justice. Sacrifice. I'm going to see. It sounds like he's not going to go deeply into it. Yeah. I have. I could be wrong. But I just want to see. The more you and I encounter God, the more we experience him, the more we learn something about him. God has shown me and my family. Yeah, he didn't tell it. What did Abraham learn about God that time? He learned that God is a crazy bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. The musical. <gasps> oh, see it. It's on YouTube. Click it. Okay, here's the musical. And this is the first one. Are, is, are we going to see it? No, Aww. it's just the songs from the musical. Aww. This is how they open. They're opening hard. Yeah, they are. They're like, we're going to make this deep and emotional. We're experiencing God here. What if I remix the crap out of this as the intro? Please. Oh my God, yes, please. Please (laughs) let this happen. We can turn it into a trap remix. I mean, the most annoying art teacher I've ever known. It wasn't even my art teacher. He's like, all you have to do is change something 10% and it's your own thing. (laughs) Oh my God the fuck <laughs> he's like really getting into specifics he was there. he was a big narcissist Bring wow the, no no the I was, horns. They, they did holy they are shit. going hard <laughs> holy shit bring in the horns man get those french horns and trombones and wait uh, this isn't even saxophones like music yeah let's see are, would there be singing <gasps> Oh, 
Yep, the we're Marty. remixing. <laughs> we are <laughs> remixing this for our intro. <laughs> no, do you hear those lyrics? Some. The the more like they he showed them, the more he they joined him, or whatever. The more names they gave him, because that's because they went around and stole other people's gods. Literally, like, oh my god. Literally, they just go around and pillage and steal other people's gods and fuck up their culture and change what their actual culture was well, if, and then yeah. claim it as their own god. Well, no, they don't, like... If they could defeat this other god with their god, then that means their god can do the same thing and it's just as powerful, so of course he can have these powers, like... Well, yeah, flashback to Elijah. Yeah, so it's like, well, yeah, now he's the god of this now, too. <laughs> Yeah. He's got another name because he's, you know, kicking butt and taking names. Yes. He came exactly. around for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was the review. Yeah. We did it. Woo. Unit two, officially. Can you believe it, guys? We made it through unit one. No meteors. Hmm? No meteors. No meteors. Yep. Didn't hit the apartment. Are you ready? You know what? I was really hoping like each of the unit would have a Divka candid picture of, you know, this god they have. Yeah. But it's just the same art that they have on everything else. They're like, like I want to see him like at the beach eating a sandwich. I think <laughs> he looks more like Santa than God to me. Oh, he totally does. And that's because, you know, Santa is the Christian god. They just put him <laughs> in clothing that would have been more accurate to the time of jesus and call it god <laughs> what do you think santa looked like then yeah god bitch? shouldn't like no if you, if you want to put the burning bush or something or just like a ball yeah. of light he just ain't no ball. man in robes yeah these robes are so outdated you're only putting them on him because jesus wore robes like this maybe maybe his physical shape could not be conformed to wear the robes of man Yes. They would fall right through because he's a ball of light. Yep. <laughs> so yes, then that is now one. There's something God can't do. God can't wear clothes. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> um. Here, you want to know the verse for unit two? Yeah. It's Psalm um, twenty, and verse seven. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Wow, this is like the perfect thing is what I was talking and talking about you earlier in that like, yeah, Psalms is one where, sure, you know, it doesn't really matter about context because Psalms is just a, a book of songs and prayers and chants and things, Yeah, which, you know, is very good. Especially with soldiers as they're marching around <laughs> yeah. to keep morale up. Exactly. So if Psalms and like oh, that is like such a big part of it, it's like they had a lot of time to come up with a lot of different things to say while they're marching. Like why else would you be sitting down making this kind of content if there was not the need to digest it? Exactly. So... The title of this unit is Looking to God. This is our overarching story. College Campus Bible Studies. A church I pastored began to sense God leading us to an outreach ministry to the university campus. Neither I nor our church had done student work before. 
our denominational student ministries department recommended we begin with a Bible study in the dormitories. For over a year, we tried to start one, but it did not work. One Sunday, I pulled our students together and said, This week, I want you to go to the campus, watch to see where God is working, and join him. They asked me to explain. God had impressed on my heart these two scriptures, uh, Romans 3, 10 and 11. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. The, the other one that he had is uh, John six forty four. Uh, no one can come to me, Jesus, unless the Father who sent me draws him. Ah. It's like, wow, that's very point blank. It's like, you know, only God is going to choose the people that are going to like talk to me. Mm-hmm. But again, is in the aspect of Jesus is a stoner guy who's just trying to get his ideas out. He's saying like, yeah, understand the only people that are going to like listen to me are the people who have already made these realizations. Yeah. The ones that the universe has already reached out to. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But back in, I explained, according to these passages, people don't seek God on their own initiative. They won't ask about spiritual matters unless God is working in their lives. When you encounter someone who is seeking God or asking about spiritual matters, you are seeing God at work. I also told our students, if someone asks you spiritual questions, whatever else you have scheduled, cancel your plans. Go with that individual and look to see what God is doing in that person's life. That week, our students went out to see where God was at work on their campus and to join him. On Wednesday, one of the young women reported, Pastor, a girl who had been in classes with me for almost two years, came to me after class today. She said, I think you might be a Christian. I need to talk to you. <laughs> I remember. No, no. There's no question mark. This, this girl said to this other girl, I think you might be a Christian. I need to talk to you. I remembered what you said. I had a class at that time, but I skipped it. <laughs> we went to the cafeteria to talk. She said, 11 of us girls have been studying the Bible, and none of us are Christians. Do you know somebody who can lead us in a Bible study? As a result of that contact, we started three Bible study groups in the women's dorms and two in the men's dorms. For two years, we had tried to do something for God and failed. For three days, we looked to see where God was working and joined him. What a difference that made. Do you have any initial reactions to the story? I feel like that's very much what they've always, what Christians have always done, or Puritans as I call them. They came in, they observed the the workings of, let's say, the common religion or the common person. Just this, what the culture in that spot is like. Yeah, they observe, and they adapt to try and fit. That's how I see it. Yep. That's what they did with, with all the pagans back in the 1600s. I want to go back up to the beginning of the story. You know, none of them have done student work. They don't even know what they're doing. So you know what they did? They just kind of did what they thought they should do, and then nothing happened. For over a year. It took them over a year to realize, look, maybe we should talk to the students, the people we're reaching out to. What do they think is a good, like, mm-hmm. like what do they do this whole time? Why did it take them that long to say, hey, 
where do you feel like things need to happen? It's yeah. Like, he did not. I feel like that's number one of what you do when you're trying to reach out to a new group of people. Yes, research your audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for three days we looked to see where God was working and joined him. What a difference that made. Yeah, exactly. You should have done those three days from the start. Poor Literally. Part. Literally. Those, those should have been the key factors of starting that. That whole campus reach out. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think the focus is for this week? Week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I have a very strong feeling it's going to be about um, ignoring your intuitive like gut feelings and listening to what God has to say instead. That's fair. You got anything else to say? I don't think so. I feel like we uh, covered our review pretty well, and I'm excited about getting into the second unit, seeing what, what stories yeah. we, we get to tear to shreds there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't go into these intentionally trying to tear them to shreds. I just have new realizations that really fuck with my perspective every time. <laughs> Well, is it a good thing if you walk away not learning anything? Like, right, You don't right. have anything new. If you're just like, oh, yes, I agree. Uh-huh. Okay, there we go. Then you did not experience God as he wanted you to in the book. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I'm experiencing God for sure. And it's not the way you wanted me to. Are you and... just that drunk and high? Nope. <laughs> I'm experiencing God right now. I'm experiencing God, all right. Those people are experiencing God. They are, and it makes me want to go out and have fun with them. I think it's a lady party, so you totally could if no, you want. No, no, that would be lame. I want to go have fun at a, like a party. Yeah, that so do I. I'm trying to see if I hear a, a dude's voice. Yeah. If we're lucky, it'll turn into an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Mary. <laughs> And Joseph. <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> and all the other siblings they always leave out. Yeah, we'll see it in <laughs> Unit 2, Day 1. Catch you later. Hey, buddies, Mary here. If today's episode sparked something for you or you have questions for us, send us an email at thehighpriestbiblestudy at gmail.com. You can stay up to date on new episodes and merch releases through Instagram, or check us out on Facebook if that's more your style, at The Hybel Study. That's at the H-I-G-H-B-L-E study. Just to keep you on your toes, find us on Twitter at The Hybel Study. That's spelled the H-I-B-L-E study. Check out our subreddit, r slash the high priest, for references to some things that we've talked about in various episodes, as well as some memes. We also have a threadless shop shop.thehighpriest.show. There's almost always new merch popping up there, so be sure to check back regularly. Or, if you want to just make it all that much more simple, all of these links are on our website, thehighpriest.show. Every link I've already mentioned, as well as some different platforms that you can listen to the show on. Rate us and leave us a review, we'd love to hear your feedback, and don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified of new episodes directly from the platform that you listen on. Besides, it's that much easier to share with your friends when it's at the top. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate you, and I'll catch you in the next episode.